brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right, so thank you for tuning in to Chomping at the Bit. This is episode number 75. I am Kyle Edwards, of course. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the, well, NFL. It is Championship Sunday. Uh, we are now about a little over an hour before kickoff. So by the time you listen to this, could be 15 minutes, half an hour before kickoff. But... We have good. We have two good matchups again today. Uh, the NFL has definitely benefited, at least the past couple of weeks, from great matchups, and then we're getting two more today, all leading up to Super Bowl Sunday, which will be in a couple of weeks. Um, of course, you know there's no Pro Bowl this year, so they still kept the week between championship games and Super Bowl. Just that without a Pro Bowl, you're going to have a week with, I guess, whatever they decide to fill in with. But, um, so, you know, just taking a look at the matchups once again. We have the first game today is Green Bay, Tampa Bay. That's at 3.05. And then we have Kansas City, Buffalo at it's like six 6.40, something like that. And... I will say I do like the, you know, 3 o'clock, 6.30-ish window for NFL playoff games. I I think that's a great time slot for them. I mean, I know they do it again with the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl kicks off at like 6.40 or 6.45 or something like that. But, um, I mean, if I told you the start of the season – that on Championship Sunday, you would get Mahomes versus Allen and then uh, Rodgers versus Brady in the NFC. I mean, you would take that because it definitely shows kind of the change that's in the air in the NFL where the AFC has become an increasingly like younger quarterback league. I mean, well, side of the league and... As I said with last week's episode about the NFL, well, before last week's uh, slate of games, your final four in the AFC were four guys under the age of 26, I believe. 
Well, in the NFC, you had three guys over the age of 38. So, well, 35 at least. But, um, so yeah. I mean, the NFC, it's, it's something where, you know, the old guard has definitely held off a lot of the younger quarterbacks. But, you know that the change is going to come in the NFC at some point. And... Like I just said, Rogers Brady, this could be, I mean, this could be the one and only time that we get this matchup in the playoffs. Because you remember all those years, Brady in New England, all those years of Rogers in Green Bay, where you know, a lot of people thought Rogers was, you know, destined to have multiple Super Bowl appearances. Turned out he only had the one. So this is a matchup that the NFL would have loved to have had in the Super Bowl years past never happened but hey nfc championship game is you know next best um mahomes allen in the afc could be a sign of you know maybe a playoff rivalry that gets started today as both guys are still really young um i know a lot of people wanted to put mahomes versus lamar jackson as the next great like AFC quarterback rivalry because you look back in the day you had um, Brady Roethlisberger you had Brady Peyton Manning you had Peyton Manning Roethlisberger so could be the beginning of the Mahomes Allen rivalry now of course I'll do my usual thing with these matchups I'll break them down give you like key position matchups, key players to look for. Uh, I guess maybe strategy-wise what each team was looking to exploit from the other team. Then I'll obviously give you my pick for these two games. I will say that picking these two games has probably been the toughest out of any playoff game, which I mean it's supposed to be that way. As you get with a smaller field, the team should be closer matched, so it does make picking the games a little tougher. And like I have a pick in my head right now. There's no guarantee that by the time I finish breaking the games down, or whatever, I may flip my pick. Because I could see with these final four, whatever possible matchup it is for the Super Bowl, I could see it happening. And you, you've seen it even with Vegas because Vegas has put the spread on both of these games at three points, which lets you know that basically very evenly matched teams. So hopefully I can get these two right. Um, we all remember the regular season. I struggled with picks, but the playoffs, I've been really good. I am eight and two so far in the playoffs. So would be a good chance to go 10 and two. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead, get into these matchups. Let's break them down. Um, I think each week I usually start in the NFC. So, you know, why change it up now? We'll go ahead and start with the early game today, which is the Bucks and Packers. So just quickly, we can look at how each team got to this point. With Tampa Bay, they... Started their playoff run against the Washington football team, which was the best matchup for them because Washington had their questions at quarterback. Uh, Brady 
and the Bucks were easy. Well, it wasn't an easy win for them, but it was definitely a good um, warm up act for this kind of new group of players for the Bucks. You know, Brady's first year there, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Brady's first year with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So, gave them a good chance against the team that was, you know, outmatched to kind of find their form in the playoff to keep going forward. So they got the win there. Then last week they went up, they went up against the Saints for the third time this year. They were able, they were able to frustrate Drew Brees, force them to throw uh, was a four interceptions, which ultimately might have been Drew Brees' last game. Uh, they got their first win over the Saints this year, but the first two don't matter because they got the biggest one of the year in the playoffs, which has now led them to this moment against Green Bay. So Green Bay came into the NFC playoffs as the number one seed in the NFC, so they had the first weekend off. And then last weekend they played the Rams. Now we know the Rams had Jared Goff with the broken thumb. Um, Aaron Donald had bad ribs. So, you know, it was the Rams weren't exactly at 100%. Um, well, I guess looking back to the Tampa Bay, well, I'll just forget that. But for Green Bay, it was another tight matchup, kind of tighter than most people thought. But biggest play, of course, was the uh, pass over the middle to, was it Hazard? Hazard? I, I don't know how he pronounces his last name. But Rodgers hit him in stride over the middle for a back-breaking touchdown, which ultimately gave them the win over the Rams. So now, here we are, setting the stage for 3.05 today in Lambeau Field, where... I believe they had snow earlier this morning, but I think during the game it's only supposed to be cold. I guess snow might be on the ground, and I don't think that's going to play that big of a factor with these two quarterbacks. One, Rodgers has been at Green Bay his whole career, so that's no big deal. And then Brady played all those years in New England, so he's dealt with bad weather playoff games so I'm not worried about it for the quarterback standpoint now we all know the the like stereotypical thing is you take a warm weather team warm weather team put them in a cold weather city in the playoffs usually they struggle I don't think like I said it's not going to be an issue here because Brady has enough experience and Brady's the you know unquestioned leader of that offense so he'll get his guys ready I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I'm expecting it to be back and forth. Um, You know, the key will be probably which defensive line can frustrate which, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback the best. Um, As I said before, first matchup in the playoffs for these two. Uh, They have met, though, I believe it was three times in the regular season over the course of their careers. Uh, Brady came out on top in two of the three games. So probably doesn't play too much into today's matchup, but, you know, something to think about. Um, But like I said, 
uh, with Tampa Bay with the ball. They will be without Antonio Brown today, which I think is a big deal because Antonio Brown was starting to come on, uh, especially last week against the Saints and a little bit against Washington. You know, he's always been a favorite target for Brady ever since that short stint that they had in New England. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And, um, also, seems like the Bucks would like to have Antonio Brown back next year. Have to see where Antonio Brown's head's at, but I think at this point, Brown kind of wants to connect his career with Tom Brady, so it's probably more than a half-year project. But the thing to watch is when Green Bay has the ball, if Zadarius Smith, who's a guy who I believe plays in the middle of the defensive line, if he can push the pocket back towards Brady's feet, that would be a win win for Green Bay uh, because we know Brady's not a scrambler. He is mobile in the pocket. He will slide side to side. He, you know, finds his opening to step up, deliver the ball. If Smith drives that back at his feet, then he won't be able to step up. And maybe they could get him to take a little something off the pass and, you know, get some sacks on him as well. Quarterback hits. You know, give that secondary a chance because... The secondary and linebacker positions for Green Bay's defense is definitely their weak spots uh, on D. So the best way to help that out would be defensive line getting pressure on the quarterback. But it's not just Darius Smith. It's Rashawn Gary, who's the second-year guy. Um, If he can continue to come on, because he kind of came on late in the year, if he can come on give... Smith some help up front then that'd be even better um, Gary plays on the outside of the D line so if they can get that where Smith's coming up the middle Gary can crash on the end of the line then they could keep Brady's options limited to where he can slide move in the pocket create throwing lanes then um, looking at the other side, since the biggest matchup here is the quarterbacks, uh, Shaquille Barrett will be the guy to watch for Tampa Bay on defense as he's had kind of an up and down year. But the Packers, I believe, are playing a backup at tackle. So if Barrett can take advantage of that, frustrate Aaron Rodgers, and that would be a definite win for them. Um, let's see what else okay so now we're going to look at the passing games and it's not just Brady who has great weapons on the outside I named them for you a little earlier but you can't really sleep on Rodgers it's just that Rodgers guys aren't exactly all big names 
except for Devontae Adams. Everybody knows him. And as, I, and as I've said on here before, I think Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the in the game right now. But he also has uh, Vandez Scantling and, oh, it's Lazard. I think I call him uh, Hazard or whatever. It's Lazard. Sorry about that. But those three make up the Packers passing game. And you could probably expect to see Adams get double teamed a good portion of the game. Doesn't mean that Rodgers won't throw to him. Because he could throw the back shoulder, which is Rogers' specialty. Um, he can try to fit it into some tight windows between the corner and the safety. He could throw a quick out, let Adams try to make a move on the corner, pick up some yards that way. Um, so I think it's going to come down to Lazard having a big game. I mean, he did have a big drop last week, but he made up for it with that play over the middle that he turned into a touchdown. So there's a good chance he may get an opportunity like that at some point this game. And it's going to have to be a play that they connect on and he, you know, makes it, turns it into a big game. For, oh, and then also with, uh, so I guess Tampa Bay wise defensively um, turns of the passing game, especially the short passing game, they will have uh, Devin White and Levante David who at the linebacking group, they are guys who are you know, very athletic, have great speed, can cover the field sideline to sideline. So whether it's in terms of the running game with Aaron Jones or you know, short passing game, those guys will play heavily into the game plan for Tampa Bay because if they can stop Aaron Jones and we know that Tampa Bay has a good run defense, then you make it so that the defense just has to worry about Aaron Rodgers, which they're going to worry about enough anyway. But if Green Bay can get Aaron Jones going, then that will take some pressure off of Aaron Rodgers and make the game easier offensively for them. Um, looking at the other way around, the Bucks are more than just a passing team because, yes, I did name all those weapons minus Antonio Brown, who's out, but they have their two-headed attack in the backfield of Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. Um, for much of the season, Ronald Jones was the guy. Uh, he, you know, was the bell cow running back Fournette filled in here and there but it kind of seems like since the playoffs have gotten started there's been a little bit more of a switch to Fournette and I mean they still use Jones of course but you know it seems like but the running game is becoming a bigger part slowly of the offensive game plan and it's going to be I mean, it's going to be tough for Green Bay to worry about all the weapons on offense. Plus, have to remember that Jones and Fournette in the backfield are just as big of a part of the of the offense as, you know, Cameron Braid, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yeah, all that. So, that's going to be kind of what you're looking for in that matchup. Um, 
So the toughest part for me was I know Green Bay's defense is probably the weakest of the four units in terms of Green Bay's offense, defense, Tampa Bay's offense and defense. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers seems like he's on a roll right now. And I know the back of his mind, he would love to, you know, get a second shot at winning a title. You know, this point in his career, it would do a lot for his legacy. Give him a second ring. Uh, If he's able to beat Brady in the playoffs, that'd be a big win for him as well. For Brady... It'd be a chance to, he'd he'd be one step away for playing for a seventh ring. I mean, it's his, what, 14th championship game, which is crazy out of, what, 20, 21 years. Um, Also for Brady, it'd be a chance to win a first ring without New England, Bill Belichick, which would then create that story, which... To be honest, if if Tampa Bay does win, you can expect a few weeks of hearing about Brady, Belichick, what does this all mean? Which after about two hours of that, I'd be sick of it. But I understand the national media would, would eat that up and love that. I don't know. Like I just like I said when I started this, I was really torn on both of these. I think right after last week, I was full on board with Green Bay winning this and Rodgers finally getting back to the Super Bowl. But it seems like as the week has gone on, I've come further and further away from that. So, you know, what? I'm just going to go ahead and make a pick. I'm going to Tampa Bay. Oh, I can see Green Bay winning it, though. Let's go Tampa Bay. All right. Oh, God. Yeah. Tampa Bay. I'm sticking with Tampa Bay. Locking it in. Final answer. All that. I'm going Tampa Bay. Um, now I would go try to give you a final score. I feel like whoever is down at this point will have the ball in their hands with a chance to win it at the end of the game. So, okay. So, give me Tampa Bay 34, Green Bay 30. I'll go with, yes. Tampa Bay 34, Green Bay 30. Um, so I would be picking the slight upset there as Green Bay is the three-point favorite. Okay, so yes, Tampa Bay. Sticking with it, moving on. So now to the other tough game of the day, Kansas City against Buffalo. Uh, we know that Buffalo came in, well, so how they got here. Buffalo started their playoff run against the Colts where yeah, they took on Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers had a pretty good day. Buffalo was just able to make it just able to make enough plays to beat them. Uh big play was 
was it late in the fourth? I think it was a third and like eight. Josh Allen rolled out to the left, which as a right-handed quarterback is tough. because If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Throw across your body, and he did so to make a pinpoint pass. Uh, to the sideline for the first down, which kept the drive going. Which I think they ended up they got points out of it, which was key. But and then that turned into Philip Rivers' last game. Which quick side note: uh, that episode is coming up uh, some point this week. We're gonna talk about Philip Rivers, who did retire. But digress. Um, so they took that one, which was big for them because it was their first playoff win in it was like 25 years or something was that the stat I think that's what it was something like that but then they went from there went up against the Ravens last week in a low scoring you know weather did play a little part in the game but um, they held that Ravens offense to three points the defense flew around Josh Allen made a couple of plays to give him some points. And like I said, they won 17 to 3, which brings them to this point. Uh, 640 kickoff against Kansas City. Kansas City, like Green Bay, was the number one seed, so they had the opening weekend of the playoffs off. And then went up against Cleveland last week in a game where uh, we saw Patrick Mahomes stub his toe in the turf which we later knew was turf toe that he had because we saw him limping around most of the game. And then, even though in his limp state, he, late in the game, uh, what Andy Reid called a like quarterback sprint option run to the right, Mahomes kept it, got tackled like up around shoulder, driven to the ground, Hit his head in the turf first. We saw that uh, couple of seconds of him stumbling to his feet, falling, having to be held up, helped off the field, entered concussion protocol. Chad Henney had to come into the game and convert the biggest play of the game. It was a third and 14. Henney dropped back, couldn't find anybody. Scrambled to his left, uh, eventually ended up taking off downfield, got 13 and a half yards, which led to Andy Reid calling on fourth and inches, 
a quick little out to Tyreek Hill that Henny hit. Hill got like three yards, stayed in bounds, ran clock, uh, and then, you know, Kansas City moved on. We're a little lucky because Cleveland had opportunities to win that game. Um, the other big play was the Higgins fumble through the end zone led to a touchback, but ultimately in the end, Kansas City did what they had to do to get the win. That's all that matters. No style points at this point. You get the win, you move on. That's it. So now Mahomes will play. He's out of concussion protocol. There was a lot of talk during the week. Would he make it in time? Blah, blah, blah. Answer is yes. He's playing. Now the toe injury, of course, is going to be something to watch because pretty sure that hasn't healed. So you know that some of his mobility will be taken away. And I mean, he's he doesn't really run that much when pressured, but... It is something to think to think about for defenses, and with that being gone, at least you know once Mahomes drops back, he's pretty much staying there. Now, knowing Mahomes as the competitor he is, if there is an opportunity in the game where he may need a big first down late, expect to see him take off, even with the bad toe. Um, I mean, don't expect him to run too far. He may just do a run to the first down line. And then, you know, give himself up. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the... At least I get you caught up on Patrick Mahomes, who is playing, like I said. So, now looking at these two teams with... They're two teams that have offensive weapons that you have heard of. So... This is another game, like the NFC game that I just talked about, where scoring could be on the menu, could be a high-scoring game. Um, I think weather-wise, I think there's a chance of rain in this game. I'm not sure how much of a chance, but I, I've been hearing all week that it may rain. So it could be something where... Earlier in the game, you might see some teams taking some chances, hoping to put some points on the board so that if the rain does come in the second half or whatever, that, you know, hopefully a team can pull ahead for a lead. So then that way the weather comes in and the teams probably get a little more conservative Then you know, at least you have that cushion to deal with. So that's something to look for in the first half. See if these teams take chances on, you know, third and long, maybe a fourth and short going for it. So, but yeah, so for Buffalo, more than just Josh Allen, who has turned in a, you know, MVP, I guess, consideration season. Uh, ultimately, you know, the consensus is that Aaron Rodgers will get MVP this year. You know, that's, I think that's next week during what would have been Pro Bowl week at NFL Honors, which I will do an episode before that. Predictions for the NFL Honor Awards. But um, you have to remember, they brought in Stefan Diggs over, over the offseason, which really helped Josh Allen more than anything this year. He's been his most reliable weapon. 
Um, he just finds ways to get open. He can you can pretty much pencil him in for like seven, eight catches each game. Um, probably like eighty-five to like a hundred yards receiving. Uh, he did get a touchdown against the Colts, I believe. Don't think he had one against the Ravens, but uh, he's a guy who can, you know, play in the short route game. He can get you in the intermediate. He can get you da- uh, deep down the field, get you up the sideline, middle of the field. Doesn't matter. Stefan Diggs is a complete wide receiver. Um, I think he might be a guy who, before this year, didn't get a lot of talk in the conversation of, you know, top five wide receivers in the game. But I do think this year has really opened some eyes to the talent that he is. And then even outside of Stefan Diggs, you have John Brown, who... Who I think is... um, more of the downfield threat and you have Cole Beasley who's your you know stereotypical slot guy plays uh, from chain to chain so wherever the first down marker is look for Beasley to be kind of around that area you know he's the guy who will catch a pass like seven yards downfield dive over the first down marker keep the drive going uh, they also have Dawson Knox at the tight end position, who may not be a big name in the league, at least yet, but he's had a good year. And on the other side, you have with Kansas City, not just Mahomes, but you have Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the game. Um, Tyreek Hill, uh, probably the fastest guy in the game. They don't have Watkins again, but I mean, he hasn't played in forever, so that's not anything different there um you have hardman who who can be a threat in the special teams game as well so he's the guy to watch there because he does have the ability to take a kick back you don't see that too often in this era of football but he has done it before um who else do they have i think well, they don't have Le'Veon Bell today, although I feel like since they picked him up, he hasn't really done much, so that's not too big of a deal. I think Edwards Alaire is going to play, but he is, I believe he's still injured. Well, say hurt. If you're playing, you're hurt. If you're out, you're injured. So he will be in the backfield, but it could be something where, oddly enough, both teams don't really look to run the ball that much. Kansas City probably commits to it way more than Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo at this point has gotten to the point where it's just like they give the offense to Josh Allen. They call the plays, let him drop back, and hope he just keeps making the right decision, move the team downfield. You know, they'll hand it off to Singletary or whatever, like every once in a while just to you know, let it be known that he's back there. But for the most part, this game's going to come down to the arm of Patrick Mahomes and the arm of Josh Allen. Um, so defensively for each team, you have on Kansas City side, 
Uh, Bashad Breeland is their best cornerback. So you can expect to see him on Stefan Diggs all day. And then they have Sorensen in the safety and Tyron Matthew. Can't forget about him. So you'll probably see like Sorensen on Knox. Matthew might be on. Oh, my. Uh, Matthew might be, you know, watching Cole Beasley over the middle. And then John Brown. I guess we passed off to the other corner with, you know, some help over the top. Let's um, switch to the other side. You have Tredavious White, who's the Bills' best corner. So you can expect to see him on. Uh, I don't know if he has a speed for Tyreek Hill. I probably wouldn't put him on Tyreek Hill. Well, I guess you probably would. Yeah, put him on Tyreek Hill and have um, Micah Hyde or who's their other safety? Oh, man. His name is slipping my mind right now. But both teams kind of have two pretty good safeties who can play in the run and help out in the passing game. So expect to see White. I think White will probably play on Hill with one of those guys helping him in the back end. And then the other corner, whether it's Hyde or whoever, will have the tough job of watching Travis Kelsey. But a name to watch is um, Edmonds, the linebacker for Buffalo. He's one of those freak athletes in the linebacking position who has great speed with athletic ability. So I think Buffalo will probably use him on Kelsey a lot. Hopefully he can um, you know, play him up at the line, you know, pressure him off the line, hopefully reroute him a little bit to make sure that those passing plays to him take a little bit longer. And then that way you can have Hyde over the top you know, helping him in case they try to lob, in case they try to throw over Edmonds. At least you're going to hide on the back end to help out there. So expect bracket coverage on Kelsey. You might get bracket coverage on um, Hill as well. So it'll probably come down to like Hardman in the passing game, finding openings. And Kelsey does seem to find a way to get, just get open no matter what. So Buffalo can limit Kelsey's impact. You don't if at the end of the game you see Kelsey has like touchdown, almost a hundred yards passing, well receiving. Sorry about that. Then you could probably guess that Kansas City may have probably probably won the game. If Buffalo can hold him to like a couple of catches, 30, 40 yards, it'll definitely give them a better shot. Buffalo's defense, I will say, has been flying around these playoffs. Um, they they play really fast. They all attack the ball. So it could be which team. It could be that the first team that makes a mistake offensively, whether it's a pick or a fumble, may cost them the game in this one. 
So just like the NFC game, I think this one's going to be real, real tight. Oh, man. So I took the Bucks in the NFC. So here, okay. Let me level with you guys. Last week, remember, I took Kansas City to beat Cleveland, but I really wanted Cleveland to win. I think I'm in the same position this week. Part of me is saying, go with Kansas City because if Kansas City decides to run the ball with Alaire or whoever they put back there, they will at least attempt to do it. Buffalo seems more likely to be forced to be one-dimensional and just strictly go out and throw the ball around and try to win that way. I really want to see, I do want to see Buffalo win, which is weird as a Patriot fan, like wanting Buffalo to move to the Super Bowl. But for some reason, I'm, I just think Kansas City kind of like last week will just do, will do just enough to hold on and win this one. Also, part of me thinks Tyron Matthew will have a big turnover at some point in this game. Don't know why. I just think somewhere along the line this game is going to happen. Like a big deflection on a fourth down or something. Some reason I keep thinking that's going to happen. So I'm going to run with that. I'm going to go with Kansas City here. So I believe in this one I'm taking the favorite... And Kansas City is a three-point favorite, I believe. Uh, just very yes. So, give me the favorite, the AFC, Kansas City. I'll take them. I see kind of like a similar score as the NFC game, but the odds of both games ending with the same score are just ridiculous. So. Although I do think the AFC could be a little lower scoring. Because one other big note, which was one of the reasons why I was really leaning towards Buffalo earlier in the week. Buffalo, I believe, is the number one defense in the red zone. While Kansas City has been struggling a little bit lately in terms of getting touchdowns when they get in the red zone. And if Kansas City is forced to settle for several field goals instead of getting touchdowns, then that would work in Buffalo's favor. I feel like that stat alone should push me to Buffalo. Like I said, for some reason, I'm going Kansas City. Not sure about either pick, but give me Kansas City, and I'll take them. Let's go... 30 26 yeah 30 to 26 Kansas City I don't even feel confident in that score scrap it 
27-23. That's where I'll go. 27-23, Kansas City. So just to recap, um, Kansas City over Buffalo, 27-23. And then give me Tampa Bay over Green Bay, 34-30. Let's now think about that. I think that's a little high, but I'm sticking with it. So lock it in, mark it down, do whatever you want. That's where I'm going. So there we are. We are now just half an hour away from kickoff to championship Sunday in the NFL. Uh, great sports day. So, you know, tune in like I will. If you follow me on Twitter at Chompin Podcast. I will make the effort to tweet a lot more during the two games today. So you want to interact with me, go ahead, follow me there. Uh, Tweet back with me. We can, you know, start a conversation or something during the game. Having like a little virtual viewing party. I don't know, whatever. But um, that's where we're going on those. Um, Then just to let you know. Like I said, do some Philip Rivers talk in the week. I'm not going to spoil it for you how I feel about him as a Hall of Famer. Although I may have said it on here before. I can't remember. I don't know. But go into that. You know, there's still some question about Drew Brees. If there's a Drew Brees decision at some point this week, I'll definitely work that in. Um,. We'll do some more NBA talk because I want to talk about rookies. It's been, I think, over a month now since the season started. Checking on how the rookies are doing. Uh, look at some surprises, disappointments so far in the year. Uh, I mean, hockey season has started. I don't know how many of you really watch hockey like that. Guess you do that, you know. Follow on Twitter. Let me know if you want me to work hockey in. Guess I could do that. Um, would like to work some soccer in as well. I mean, English Premier League is still going, so maybe work that in. I don't know. Plenty to come, so definitely make sure that you subscribe wherever you are listening. Or follow whatever the option is. Like, you know, do all that. That way you can know whenever I do put out a new episode. Um, but yeah, it's so like I said, Twitter at Chomping Podcast. Once again, if you prefer SoundCloud, all episodes are now there. And each future episode will be there as well. Um, also, Wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm there. So definitely tune in there. But um, like I say, be safe out there. God bless. And I will catch you in the next episode. All right.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 